This episode is dedicated to Frederick Firestein. Firestein? Frederick Firestein. I, I've like been saying your name wrong for like six years. Hello, podcast people. You just made my day. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. It is episode 13, brought to you the week of February 17th, 2014. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and I haven't showered in 24 hours. Ah, feels great, too. Feels great. I mean, I, I shaved. I've shaved in the last 48 hours. So we have a rule. Here in the house, my wife uh, makes me stick to, and that rule is this: you must uh, you must shower every day, and you must brush brush your hair. You must <laughs> you you must mow your face every other day, and um, that is the goal anyway. It's not like a hard set rule, but um, you, you depressed people, or former, or recovering, or existing, or going into, you will all understand the uh, relationship, uh, use that term loosely, between the depressed and um, the shower. It is a, a horrible place. I'm sure there are people that you're just like, oh, the shower, you know, just it saved my life. And that is great. That is awesome. I'm glad that worked for you. Maybe it should work for other people. But for me, getting out of bed and trying to get clean was the most monotonous, detailed, oh my gosh, because I... When I was there in that dark place, it was like every single step of the process was like more than I could even handle. Like one step of it, like just getting awake enough to sit up, sitting up, rolling off the bed, falling on the floor, climbing up, standing up, finally getting to the bed, uh, past the bed to the to the to the uh, bathroom, turning on the water. You know, every little thing that we do that I do now. You know, without even thinking about it, was was just absolutely more than you could understand hard, and that's why people say that you can't understand depression until you've been through it. And I would never wish it on anyone, but you can still try, and you can just accept the fact that the reason why people cry when you tell them they have to go get clean is because. It feels like you're asking them to walk through a tunnel full of glass. I'm not talking about like full. I'm not even talking about like across the bottom. I'm talking about like glued all the way around the inside. So it's weird. It's weird. But today I, I didn't shower because I was busy. I was busy all day. And, and today was Monday. It was President's Day. You know, dadgummit, if, if I can get away with not showering, it should be on that day. It's been a long weekend. Friday, kids were off. Saturday, Sunday, uh, went to church and everything. I call it Jesus School now. Um, and then I went uh, over. We hung out at the house here Monday. And um, mostly what I've been doing this week is editing, editing, second drafting my book. And uh, it's second draft. I can say it's pretty darn close. I'm really working hard on them, uh, on the chapters. And I've just finished, uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just say, 
let's just say that I am um, making headway. Okay? Because it's it's part of some of my MMDs today, so or this week. So let's start let's get started. Let's get started. Before we do, let me just say thank you so much, you guys. There's lots of emails that I got this week. I, I continually um, am impressed about the impact this show is apparently making on people, um, both depressed and not depressed. Um, I don't know what you call non-depressed people uh, straight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. What's, what is what is it? Muggles? I don't know. But uh, it, it, I get these emails and they're so personal and they're so, you know, just from the heart. I dare not read them on on the on the show today though i'm going to break that rule in, in a little while and i'm going to read just enough of an email i'm not going to mention the name of the person because again they they didn't necessarily intend for it to be up but it was such it was such a personal thing for me to read this thing i i understood what he was going through and um even though we were totally different ages went through depression you know in our own unique way um, someone, someone actually kind of dealt with the same things I had. And so we're going to do that. But I, I just generally wanted to say thank you guys for sending this stuff. So even though I don't read it, even though I don't mention your name, um, I do try to respond to every email and I, um, I do definitely, God knows I read them and, um, and they mean the world. Uh, so I appreciate it. And, and I love too, that you don't just write in and waste my time. You know, you're not just like, um, I don't know, just bullcrap stuff. You know, like, hey, I got this uh, this this thing on Facebook that cheered me up. Here's a picture of a cat. You know, MMD. You know, you're not being stupid. You're it's legitimate, real stuff. You're like, here's what I'm going through. Here's what's helped me. Thank you for your show. You know, keep it up, and and we'll be listening. I, and I love that. So anyway, Monday, day one. Um, my son, I think I mentioned this, didn't I? No, I couldn't have. I couldn't have mentioned it. My son has um, been struggling. Maybe, maybe I did. I'll just pretend like I did, and then I'll just kind of say it fast. My son's been struggling with English. Uh, I say that term loosely because he's in kindergarten. Is it English when you're in kindergarten? I don't know. You're still learning phonics and stuff like that and how to read. But he um, was not applying himself. He was doing this thing where they mark their vowels, which I'd never did or don't remember doing anyway. They mark their little vowels, little phonics vowels, and then they have to read the word itself. And then the third step is they have to fit it into a sentence. So they have three words, say cake, fat, and stick. I don't know, whatever they are. And then another one is like, Bill ate a, and my son was just guessing. He was putting in random words there, and he's like, so Bill ate a stick. Uh, Sammy fed the cake, and and I would and I had to get on to him one time, and I because I, first I saw a pattern, and I and I had to step it up, and I and I talked to him, and I said, son, you know I, I'm mad, I'm mad about this. I don't want you to guess. You're too smart to guess, and I made it very clear. I said, Dad is mad. I'm not mad because you made a mistake. I'm mad because you didn't do your best. You can do this. I wouldn't even bother correcting you if I didn't think you could. So anyway, it just, I mean, he melted. 
he just you know slowly it's so heartbreaking it's when you when they just they legitimately feel like they've totally let you down and uh and he just wept in the back not bratty like it was just this quiet just oh and it just hurt me so bad but i'm like dadgummit the boys gotta learn so on monday um, after the weekend and stuff, he brings this paper out, boy, and he is beaming. He is beaming. It, it lights coming out of his face, and he reaches and he throws this paper in my face, and it's it's one of these papers. And there's always been three of them. This one has six of those little things on it, where he had to figure out he got them all right. He every single one of them correct, and he and he was like, "See, see, I did what you said. I did what you said. I read it and I did it." And he was so proud of himself. And any doubt I had about my methods, you know, um, just faded away. And and I realized, man, so many other parents. I see these kids, and we we try to help our kids have self esteem. That was a big thing a few years ago, and maybe it still is with some parents. And, and so we don't want to tell them when they're wrong. Well, you tried, honey. You did. You did so good. You did so stupid. But you're so good. Oh, Lord, help you. You know, and, and, and meanwhile, you're just like with your husband or your wife. And you're just like, oh, my God, my kid. What the freak? Um, but you don't want to say that to him. Well, I did. I took that risk. I always have been honest with my kids, especially when they're not um, when they are or aren't doing well. And um, I think the proof is in the pudding there. See, um because eventually somebody's going to stop and tell the kid your english is really stupid you're 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 act you are kind of stupid stop being you know you're you seem like an intelligent kid but you, what you're doing is stupid you're guessing you know it, it could be a boss it could be a guy in college it could be the guy you know helping him lug uh, trash cans into the dumpster i i don't know you know what he's from a dead end job but um I believe this. I believe that discipline, proper discipline, is the pain that um, keeps you from burning yourself alive. Let me explain. Imagine you're laying in your bed back in the day when there were candles and stuff, and uh, so you, you you put your hand over the over the flame, and it hurts. So what do you do? You jerk back. Ow! It hurts. But if it didn't hurt. You'd lay there and sleep, and the whole your whole bed could just burn you to death. You'd never know. You'd catch on fire and never know. It's a horrible metaphor, but it works for me. And I've always said that, that discipline is the pain. It's that little bit. It hurts, yes. And it has to be administered, yes. It's also like a shot. That probably would have been a better example. <laughs> you get a shot, it hurts. You hold the kid down. doesn't mean you're evil. doesn't mean you hate them. It's that little prick, that little thing, not the child, the uh, shot, and um, and it and it leads to healing and, and wellness. Unless you're one of those people that think that the government is trying to poison us through um, not wanting us to have polio, so or smallpox. But you know, God bless you too. Um, so anyway, it was awesome. He I, he was he says you're you're just gonna be so proud of me, and I was. And he showed his sister Jenna when she got in, and he says. He says, mom's going to be proud too. And she was. I had to tell her why. <laughs> By the way, this is a conversation we had a couple days ago. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I love, I hate, uh, I hate, uh, I hate disciplining on one level because I don't like 
hurting my kids' feelings. Um, and what I was saying earlier is, you know, we get into this role where we, we, we're afraid we're going to melt their self-esteem. And I am a strong believer that self-esteem does not come from coddling your children. If you have a kid with low self-esteem and you're coddling them, you're not helping them. If um, you have a kid with low self-esteem, help them to do good things. Not just on English papers, but get them working. Get them doing stuff for other people. Have them mow the old lady's lawn down the street. Because self-esteem is earned. It's not automatic and it's not anybody's right to have it. You have to earn it. Self-esteem, good feelings about yourself come from good actions. And kids that just sit around and play video games all day and hear how awesome they are, that screws with their head and makes them hate themselves. Because it's like, what the freak? So trust me on that. I don't know why I went in such detail. But Tuesday was different. <laughs> okay, this is funny. I had to let go of a Facebook friend. One guy. Because on the bottom um, left, it had this section on Facebook that said suggested friends. And it was a list of other people that you might know. I might know because of this guy. And uh, I didn't know it was the guy at first. It just said, you know, just had this listing with these little photos. And it was photos of, of very scantily clad ladies. Okay? People I don't typically um, friend on Facebook. You know? I, 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 It's just people I know. I don't know anybody that is scantily clad on a regular basis. Um, I, I'm sure they they enjoy being that way with their loved one you know, husband or wife or whatever. So, but they don't, you know, post it on Facebook for everyone to see, but these ladies apparently did. And, and I had one friend in common with them and, uh, I, I clicked on it and it was this guy and I was like, Oh, cause he's recently divorced. He's a player. And, uh, he's, he's clicking on all these local ladies, you know, he's just going the going that way. And I wish him, I wish him the best. I hope he doesn't get an STD or, any additional ones that he may already have because he seems like he's heading there. But um, w it was interesting. Uh, one of the pictures I didn't really recognize at first, it looked like a heart, a very dark um, chocolate brown heart with a line going through it. And I realized I was looking at uh, someone's backside, a female lady's backside, very curvy, very, very bedunk dunk. Um, and, and congratulations to this woman. She's, she's done well and she's been blessed. Uh, but I knew I had to get rid of this guy because I was one friend in common with some lady's butt. And that is just not a place I wanted to be in. <laughs> you have one friend in common with butt. <laughs> so, and uh, it got me worried. It got me wondering. I felt sorry for butt lady because I was like, dang, don't you have people? Don't you have people that love you? You know, that care? You know, like, you know, like like a dad or a mom that's friends with you. Your siblings, you know, they're friends with you and they got to look at your butt as you're posting. I'm like, God, how far do you have to go? How sad does your life have to be that you're like, my butt represents me better than my face does, you know? And I thought I was irritated with the people that put their kids or 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 an animal or even a anime character as their their facebook i don't judge those people anymore <laughs> i don't hate them i think they seem downright normal because they're not uh representing them their entire life and everything they are <laughs> on facebook with a picture of their butt 
So if you are a person that is not representing yourself by your hindquarters, congratulations, you just made my day. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, I unfriended him and all of all of the suggested people went away and all the and what actually came up were all the people that it's like, do you know this guy? And it's you know what I'm talking about. It's the kind of guy you're like, yes, I do know this guy. Yeah, 43 friends in common with this guy. Yes, I know. And I don't like him. <laughs> I don't think any of those 45 people do. But we're all together with And I am not friending him. I've been not friending him for a long time. <laughs> so uh, it's nice to be back to that. You know, Facebook, whatever. I'm eventually going to be like this old man I was in a small group with at a church we were we were attending. And every time Facebook was mentioned in any context, he would just, he had this line. He'd say, he's like, Never been on Facebook, never will be. <laughs> and he was so proud. His name was Jim. And he was he was very, very proud of that fact. And and I kind of envied him. Kind of envied him. Uh, oh, I'm setting up a trip. I'm going to St. Louis with my wife. We're going to go visit a friend, a very good friend. Uh, actually, I should say a pair of friends. He and his wife, uh, my mentor and... And best friend in the whole world. Friends, he is my bestie. Uh, and it's and it's good. What was best about it is not the trip so far. It's the fact that when I emailed him and said we were thinking about it, he wrote back and he said this. He said, that's the best news I've heard in a while. And, you know, I could email a lot of people and tell them I was coming to visit. I have friends. Everybody, you know, you know how it is. People that you love, family members, all this. And they would have come back and said, oh, man, we're thinking, oh, that's great. That's awesome. We're, we're excited to have you. But I am a very blessed man, and my wife is a very blessed woman because we have people in our lives that when we say we're coming to visit them, the response is, that's the best news I've heard in a while. And I understand, you know, <laughs> it's in contrast probably with, with, you know, maybe he's going through something, you know. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I do not take that lightly and it definitely made my Tuesday. I also got to guest host that evening on a podcast called It's Just Us and it was really, really fun. It was me and a couple other guys and, uh, they kind of interviewed me and asked me a bunch of questions and stuff and we talked and laughed a lot and, uh, it was a blast. You could, you could check it out at It's Just Us. I believe. Hold on. Let me make sure. Us podcast. Yeah, it's just uscast.com. So I'll have the link in the show notes over at mmdcast.com. So uh, it's just us. Oh my gosh. I, I totally screwed up. It's not. I got the names mixed up. I'm terrible with names. It's just us is not the three guys. <laughs> That's called pop mockers. This was a, a gentleman and his wife, and, and they were just so kind um, and so great. And uh, so I had a chance to sit down with them and, and, and record this podcast. And, uh, and I'm, a total, I'm a total idiot. So uh, I, I want to sh- share that with you. It is, it's just uscast.com, episode 94. And it's just titled James Kennison. And... Um, but we talked about depression and we talked about, you know, life before, during and after. And um, 
and 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 you know how how do you share that kind of stuff with your kids and all this stuff so i don't know check it out check it out it's just us it was awesome wednesday um i found this song um let's see let me find the name yeah it's by awol nation maybe you've heard it it's called sail and there's this part you know where the chorus it just goes sail and uh that kind of got stuck in my head and so i was screaming sale all the time and my kids didn't understand why so i played i bought the song for 69 cents and i played it for them and uh they enjoyed it and then i brought it home and my wife is hearing me and the kids singing sale all the time and uh so i had to play it for her now she loves it too it's a great song it's pretty awesome you ought to check it out. It's called AWOL Nation. It's on, uh, you can look it up on YouTube. I'll have a link in the show notes, as always. And uh, it made my day. It's a good song. Songs that make my day are good songs. I love songs. I love certain songs. I'm very particular. And that one did it for me. It's kind of like Brave, that song Brave. Uh, uh, I Want to See You Be Brave, that one by that lady. I don't know her names and stuff like I did with It's Just Us, pretty bad. Um, this is a better part of, of Wednesday. I was walking, uh, in after shopping with the kids after picking them up from school and I opened an empty gigantic trash can. You know what I'm talking about? Those big, huge ones that get lugged, lugged up by the mechanical arm on the side of a trash truck. And, uh, I, I knew it was happening before I could stop it. But I dropped my keys in the trash can with whatever little trash thing I was trying to throw in. I was like, ah, dang it. And I'm looking down at this thing. It is nasty. It's so gross. It's got you know slime on the sides, on the bottom. And I'm immediately thinking, I'm going to have to dump this thing sideways or flip it all the way over. And, and that's just going to be a terrible wreck. And then I looked at my son, my little five-year-old son, a little skinny, little tiny, little wiry thing. And I was like, you know what? If he lifted his hands up. I said, Jay, come here. And he knew. He knew something was awry. He he always gets a little nervous. <laughs> this time it was not whatever it is. Yes, it was. It was like what? What do you want? And um, and so he lifts his hands up, and I I said, dude, I'm gonna dump you down in here. You're gonna grab it. I'm gonna hold you down. Hold your legs. It's gonna be awesome. And he let me do it. I pick him up, tip him over, grabbed his ankles, lowered him down ever so gently. He he. Oh, it must have been. A weird experience, but uh, he was able to pick my key up. Not unlike um, the claw machines, you know, with the stuffed animals in them. I had to, like, move him around a little bit so he could pick it up and haul him back out. And he was so proud. He was so proud. And um, I was just glad he didn't weigh any more than he does because, man, I couldn't have done that with a little round dude, you know. He might have got stuck. Uh, Thursday, day four, West Side of Mars podcast. I got to record and co-host. So, westsideofmars.com. Uh, Had a blast talking about everything in the world. I mean, the, the show kind of has no purpose. Not purpose. Just, I meant point. <laughs> it is. It kind of, they just talk about whatever. It's a dad and his son. And, and if I remember correctly, back in the day when they first started, it was just a chance for the two of them to connect when well, the son's 16 now and and he's kind of you know doing his own thing with his friends most of the time um but uh we got it we got together and talked about and one of the things at the end we did with a but was a bunch of would you rathers you ever heard of these things my kids play them but not at the level as the 16 year old man he had some hard ones he was like would you rather have your tongue cut out 
or your fingers cut off. And I was like, oh, you know, obviously the response by default is neither, but you can't do that. You have to, you have to pick one. I picked tongue and that's because I can still talk with my fingers and I can still type and hug my kids and touch, you know, touch and feel and, and, and draw and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't really need a tongue that bad. And 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 yeah, you'd say, well, how you going podcast? You know, well, I wouldn't. Obviously, I probably would uh, would type, would be a blogger, and maybe a writer. I could still do that. So, Friday, um, I got an email. This is the one I was mentioning earlier from a depressed kid that really I could really relate to, and uh, I just want to share a little bit of it. So let me click over here. He says. Throughout the past few years of my life, I've struggled with depression. My parents, unfortunately, do not see my depression as real. And in the past, they believed it was just a phase I was going through as a teenager. I have since grown past the worst parts of my depression, thank God, with the help of some therapy and medication. But this was after about three years of wallowing um, in about the worst misery I could imagine. My condition withdrew me from my parents, kept me up at night, made me ill. Um, I, I couldn't take my life. The worst times came when I was in bed at night. And this is the part that I can really relate to. Being alone turned my thoughts so horrifyingly inwards that at times I very seriously considered doing serious harm to my body. Unfortunately for me, I never considered doing serious harm to my body, but I very seriously wanted to disappear and um, and I just I, I just really had never heard somebody talk about the night times because that was bad for me. And I think everybody experiences it differently. But me and this guy had that in common, the where you can't sleep, you cannot sleep. You need to sleep. You want to sleep. You want to disappear. You want to get away. It's the one legal way to check out for a while and you can't do it. And your thoughts turn against you. And I was thinking about how, at least in my case, I was able to get up. And I could I could do something, you know, or or you know, at the worst times I couldn't, but the, but there were there were times where I could get up and be distracted, and I was allowed to, and I was like, "Dad, gum, this guy was a teenager. He wasn't allowed to get up. He had a bedtime. He had a time to get up and go to school. He couldn't couldn't quit school. I was able to to quit my job when I needed to. This guy didn't have that, and so my hats go off to you, sir, and you know who you are." Um, both hats. I don't know why I said hats, but uh, all of the ones I do wear, uh, which is exactly two, uh, just not at the same time, I take them off to you because you had it that much worse than I did, and you made it through. You did it. I love it. I love this too. He's very honest. He says, "I started listening to NL Cast. It didn't solve my problems. It didn't make my depression go away, or even really make me much happier." But it gave me something to listen to, something to chuckle at, even if I was uh, having a not great day. It distracted me from myself. It kept me from having to deal with thoughts in my head. It gave me something to look forward to and made going to bed no longer seem like a terrible prospect. I remember lying in bed after a particularly brutal day, lying in bed and thinking, if I ever make it out of this, I need to thank James Kennison for what he has done for me. And I know it sounds melodramatic to say it, but in retrospect, I seriously doubt that I would have made it to adulthood without listening to nobody's listening and to get to get me through the worst nights. 
So I, I guess I kind of skimmed over that last part last time. That is absolutely overwhelming. And uh, I appreciate that. Um, the part I was reading it for was his honesty about how the show didn't change his life. And, 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 uh, and it was, you know, it doesn't have the power to the old comedy podcast that I used to do. Um, but I, but I know that, um, when I started it, I wanted to make people smile. And, um, I always had this secret desire that it, that it minister to people, even though it wasn't a sermon, even though I wasn't, you know, being a pastor on the show and, uh, or even, for that matter, being a, a a preachy Christian person. You know, I was a Christian doing a show rather than, you know, a, a Christian doing a Christian show. And I, I love hearing these kinds of things because it really, really shows that that, that ministry was going on because, uh, because a minister was doing it, I suppose. So I, uh, I love that. So anyway, what I, what I wanted to say there is I understand that distraction thing. And if you're a person with depression and at a different phase, maybe I, I, I came to a phase where it was after the worst of it where I had to be distracted. I couldn't sit there and think about stuff. I couldn't face the reality of what I had become and what had changed and all of the people I had let down. And all I did was watch fail videos on YouTube for like three months. And uh, it was the most ridiculous thing ever now. But but at the time, my wife was thrilled because I was doing something. I was out of bed. And I hate fail videos. I hate them. They, people hurt themselves. They do stupid things. I, I, you know, when I was at my best, I hated them. But, but I think it just, it got some sort of emotion in me, you know, something I could feel. And, and, uh. And I still would close my eyes during the part where they, they would hit their head or, or their butt would smack into the corner of the pool or the, the bike would come out from under them. I couldn't watch the worst of it. But uh, I don't know what it was about fail videos, but they they uh, awakened, you know, I don't know that they awakened anything. I think it was mostly, it was just a good distraction. It kept my mind busy. After that was Minecraft and after that, it became blogging, and after that, it became podcasting, and and the need to distract myself constantly and keep my mind occupied so it wouldn't turn inward, you know, kind of melted away. So if you're someone going through that phase, there is hope. See, that was the worst part about depression is I didn't have anybody depressed to talk to, and I, I wanted to read books, but so many books, man, they're they're all over the place. You either have books that just say, "Oh, depression's not real. You just need to eat better," or you got people that are like, "Depression's not real. It's just a spiritual problem," or you got people that are like, "Depression is real, but you need to just clear your mind and focus on the universe." You know, and I didn't have time to read, you know, books two inches thick on each subject to figure out find one that was going to work for me, and I didn't have any friends that were that way. So maybe hopefully by God, I can be that for you and tell you the one thing that nobody was able to tell me until a lot later in the, in the, in this, in the program. And, and that is that it gets better. Okay. And I understand that some of you are long-term people like, you didn't have the big deep spike, you know, that I had. That, but it's just kind of been always generally sucky, <laughs> and um, or or it's been you know a slow wave. Like it's it's okay, and then it gets bad a little bit, and then it gets okay, and it gets really bad. And you have good days and bad days. I understand all that, 
and and maybe this isn't for you because you know that it that oh yeah I'm gonna be fine in a couple of days it may last a week it may last a month but you know there's hope but for me and for thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there and I think including the ones that give up and 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 in their own life they don't believe that this is ever gonna be over and it will be it does get better it does it it doesn't. Um, necessarily get the way you want it to and it doesn't do it on your timeline and sometimes medication seems to make it worse a lot before it makes it better but it does get better it does so anyway thank you depressed kid you're, you're my favorite depressed kid now giving the kids and wife's valentine's stuff friday was valentine's day we don't really do valentine's day because i kind of hate it i'm one of those buttheads that they're like it's a holiday created by the by the florists you know and 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 my wife is way too practical always has been even from our dating days to want flowers and stuff like that um I just kind of celebrate the way I celebrate it. First of all, I'm never going to go out and eat on a on a dang Valentine's night. Why would you ever do that? Valentine's is when I say it is. So if we've ever done it, it's been the night before or the night after. But back in the day when we were dating, I want I really wanted to get her some flowers, and we were out um, shopping, and I had like five bucks in my pocket. I was very poor, and my wife was helping my wife. My girlfriend at the time was helping me take care of some things, you know, just helping me learn how to handle my money because I'd just never been taught any of that, and I wasn't doing very well with it. But I had five dollars, and, and they had a dozen roses, a bunch of them, kind of just a little peaky looking from the day before for a dollar. And I spent one dollar out of my five of my food money on buying those roses for the day after Valentine's Day, and so. The day after or the day before has kind of always been more special to us. First of all, because we chose it, you know? And I just hate the idea of, if you don't show your love on this exact day, the exact way we want you to with dinner and flowers and candy, then you do not love your spouse and she has the opportunity now to hate you and to judge you and to be mad at you. Um, and I can understand that for for thing, the anniversaries and stuff, but not not some day, some stupid day. So all that to say, <laughs> after I say all that, I had gone out a week before and I got the kids and my wife some Valentine's stuff. <laughs> and I guess the fact that I have convinced myself that we're not celebrating it, you know, I'm now free uh, to celebrate it. But it, I kind of have, have made it my own thing. Like, I don't celebrate romantic love. That's what it really is. It's a celebration of romantic love. I celebrate the people that I love. And the people I love most are the people that I share a roof with. And so I got the kids and the wife or something. And they had gone out to the grocery store. And when they came back, I had set everything up on the table to face the front door. Um, just two little boxes of hearts, you know, with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and candy inside. And, and uh, I got them two goblets. It sounds very fancy and medieval, but they were just ceramic, a ceramic Yoda and a ceramic uh, Darth Vader with candy in their head. And, and it's like a goblet shaped thing. And, you know, I figured they'll use it a little bit and then they'll put it on their dressers. They love, they always want stuff like I have in my office because I have a bunch of like stuff. 
just sitting around and uh, they want that kind of stuff. So I, I had set it all off. My wife's heart, you know, with, um, she doesn't do Godiva. She does uh, Giardelli, yeah, chocolates. So I got her some uh, variety pack of that and I had it all set up facing the front door and they came in through the garage door and uh, I, my presentation was thrown askew, but it still, uh, still brought the house down. So yeah. And my daughter, she... <laughs> She immediately ran and made me. My son had already done it, um, and I should have put this in in my uh, made my day thing. Uh, but my daughter went and ran and and made me a Valentine, and uh, it says this. It says to Dad from Jenna, dear Dad, I love and thank you for everything. You're amazing. You're the best dad in the. And then she drew a little world. She has a key over here. There's a smiley face that means enjoyed. There's a down arrow that means you. Uh, a Valentine's uh, a heart means love. And then a hand means bye. So I have to translate the rest of it because she wrote it in the secret code. She says, your best dad in the world. I hope you're, you enjoyed, that's a smiley face, your uh, heart's Valentine's Day. Love. And then down there, you, bye. And that's the hand, Jenna. And it's, then it says, I love down arrow you. You're the best. So she went and made me this really, really quick. It's And she glued a Hershey kiss to the front of it. And I accepted her offering. And But before, before there was any gifts, Jay had made me, well, my son, and uh, it's a heart shape folded in half, you know, that he cut so it would be perfect. And he unfolded it. And on one side it says Dad. And the other side it has his name, James. Um, and in the inside he made a, a Woody and a Buzz. Buzz has a big dome on his head. And there's two hearts over them. And he said, that's me dressed up as Woody and that's you dressed up as Buzz. And he said, oops, I forgot something. And when he came back in a red crayon, he had drawn what was obviously a slinky dog. He says, that is a slinky dog, not our dog. The, not, and not the dog from the second movie, he said. Not the long dog, but the, but the one with the spring. And I, thought, I said, I could tell right away. So there you go. I love Valentine's Day now. Um, so, uh, for a guy that doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day, I, I thought, you know what, there's all these people putting stuff on Facebook about, love my spouse, love this, love that, love that. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something meaningful. And, uh, so I wrote the story of how Jen and I met, or I called it our love story, and I posted it as a big old post over at jameskennison.com. I'll have a link to it in the show notes at mmdcast.com, but go over there and check it out. It's called Our Love Story, and uh, it's just a simple story of how we met. And um, why, you know, everybody's got that story, and that's ours. And uh, I think if people did stuff like that, it would make Valentine's Day more fun. You know, not just the basic stuff, the surface stuff, the spending money stuff. You know, my mom always said, I'd rather you make me a card than buy me a card. And I later found out that was because she was cheap. But at the time, <laughs> I believed it was because it meant more. And uh, I definitely would say the same to my kids. 
and uh, I am cheap. I don't think cards are worth a crap either. So, uh, yeah, let me let me pay somebody to write something that I could have never come up with, but and wasn't written specifically to the person I'm sending it to, but kind of sort of applies. Yeah, seven dollars. It plays some music. Okay, so Saturday. Um, I am in the process of editing my book, man. I'm I'm with it, working with an editor. Her name is Lauren, and she is so nice and awesome and smart. And she's a writer over well written woman, and um, she she lives here in Florida, and she's been with the show for a long time. She's even been on the show, um, the the nobody's listening show. It's uh the Mac Attack episode. I don't know which number it is, but um, she offered to edit my book for me and i was like wow awesome and i was like i gotta give you some money and she says no i i just need i just want the credit you know i want to do it for my resume or whatever and i was so nervous um well i'm getting ahead of myself what the deal was is um i needed i had sent her the first two chapters and and she sent the first one back and she she was just so complimentary about the story and how she liked it and, and the different things. And she even, she had some critical comments, but they were constructive rather than critical. And there's a big heck of a difference. And so many of us don't really know what uh, constructive criticism really looks like. And I found out. The girl made my day. She's awesome. She she balanced it out just right that, to the point that she wasn't, you know, sparing my feelings, but she didn't have to because she wasn't jumping on them. She was like, this is a problem here. This is the thing we need to fix. But I love, you know, the possibilities and blah, blah, blah. And all that to say, she sent it back to me in a doc, D-O-C-X format. That's Office. And uh, because of my fa- hard drive failures that you guys will recall from a few shows back, I had lost my installation of, of Microsoft Office. I had the CD somewhere and I couldn't find them. And um, I, I was like looking at just buying Word by itself so I could, you know, start looking at these updates. She she just has this cool system that they they have, you know, where you can show edits and accept. She can suggest them and I can accept them or reject them and send them back. And I was like, I really need to do this, um, but I don't have Office. And, and Word itself costs almost as much as what I paid for um, office when I got the, the deal, you know, that I had, and, and you were allowed to install it on up to three machines. And I knew I only had it on one. So it was just a principal thing. I wasn't going to do it. Well, long story short, um, I had looked through my office. I looked through every video game case. I had looked through everything and I went underneath the desk behind some stuff that was just, it just had kind of settled near my feet. And sure enough, there it was. And I found it and I installed it. And that was day six, and it made my day. I didn't have to spend 80 bucks on stinking, you know, Word. So Sunday morning, the very next morning, I had the install, and um, it, was, it was before church. I was waiting to leave, or, or Jesus School, as I call it. And, uh, and, and I opened up the document, because I'd been kind of putting it off, because the, the email was really, really nice, and I'm thinking, oh man, but the edits, the because one thing she said, she says, don't mind all the red, There's there, not all of them are edits, some of them are comments, and I thought that was really cool, but I was, I didn't really understand what she meant until I saw it, I thought she was just commenting on the bad, st- yeah, I don't know, so anyway, 
uh, the uh, edits were they made a lot of sense. There were over, things I'd overlooked, things that I didn't know how to say properly. And um, she even said herself, you know, I'm going to have to look up some of these rules. She says, she says, I edit a lot of opinion pieces and there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of this, that, and the other. And so it's an exercise for her. It's an exercise for me. And so I loved it and I read it and I, it took me a day to remember to write her back. Um, but I did and I thanked her so much. And I, I thank you so much, Lauren. You're doing awesome. And I can't wait to get this thing out and get it done. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll finish with this, even though it's technically happened today on Monday, so it's, it's supposed to be on next week's show. Um, but I will say this. We were doing prayers tonight, and I had just finished editing uh, episode. Um, I had finished editing chapter five and rewriting most of chapter four. And so I reread that stuff to my daughter. And afterwards, we, you know, she just she's loving it. She's just totally enthralled with the story and the world that I've created. And and that's just it's perfect. It's really good because she can't fake it. She can't. So I know it's it's legit. But she's praying. You know, we do our little prayers, and she happens to mention. She says, "Please let Daddy's book get published." And I was like, "Whoa!" You know, she knows what published means because she's nine. She's not stupid. But she says, um, she says, I hope it will get published. And she says, but from what I've heard, I think it will. That's what she tells God. She says, please help it get published. I hope it will. But from what I heard, I think it will. And I love that. Oh, I told my wife as soon as, as soon as it was over, um, that she had done that. So Jenna made my day for today. And, um. So that, that brings us to the end of my MMDs. Let's jump into some of yours. Via Facebook, Luke Kirk said, I had one from my two-year-old son yesterday while sitting at Zaxby's. He says, uh, or he, uh, the dad says, Zaxon, Jackson, Jackson, sorry. His name is spelled J-A-X-O-N, which is pretty cool. Um, it would have been better with a Z at the front, like I spelled it, but that's okay. I'm going to change his name. Z- Zaxon, what are you chewing on? Zaxon says, gum. Me. Where did you get gum from? Zaxon points to the bottom of the table, rubs his belly, and says, yum. <laughs> that is nasty. <laughs> it's like Elf, you remember? An Elf where he, he, they said, don't, don't get the gum. It's not free gum, and he does it anyway. Via Facebook, Elizabeth Heinz says, I had an MMD moment today. I was complimented on my outfit by a complete stranger in a shop um, uh, when it was a I'll just throw on some clothes kind of day. So she was complimented on her choice of clothes when she didn't even really give it half a shot so that does i imagine that does feel good men don't really get those compliments at least not men that don't wear outfits if you're a man that kind of wears outfits i'm sure you get compliments on your outfit but i don't i wear jeans and a shirt you know or pants and a shirt there's not not a whole lot of compliments but my wife she has this one jacket it's like not quite red and not quite pink it's very awesome looking. It really is. It's pretty sharp. It looks fun, but serious, you know, dressy, but casual and honest. And I swear, every time she wears it, we go out somewhere. Everybody's like, oh, your, your jacket is so cute. They don't say cute. Even my daughter doesn't say cute. They say cute. Cool. 
They say it like that. They say, that is so cute. Oh, man, that is so cute. So anyway, my my wife's jacket is cute. So, uh, Janus, Janus. <laughs> Don't do that on purpose, I promise. He says, it made my day when I ran into my friends at the movies. I was there with my work friends, and I noticed some of my church friends, two rows in front of us. Uh-oh, we were both in the bad movie. Our witness was blown. Just kidding. After the movie, we all decided to go get frozen yogurt together. It was weird having two separate groups of friends there interacting, but also kind of neat. Janusz. So yeah, that is kind of neat. I see. I've never, I've never had. Well, all my friends have always kind of been wrapped around my job. So it's weird to have friends outside of your job, you know, that you're not related to. I mean, it's not weird. It's just weird to me. So, well, that's all of it today, guys. Let me tell you this: Have you had your day made recently? What has meant something special to you? I want to share your tiny, wonderful little moments with everyone who listens to this show. Email your moments today, or when they happen, to mmdcast at gmail.com. Those in three or four sentences have the best chance of being read. Um, or just send me an email in general. Tell me what's going on in your life. Let's chat. Let's talk. I am not a counselor, you know. I am. I'm, I can't even operate in the role of a pastor or anything like that. In 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 your case over the email, but you know we could we could chat. So holler at me and let's let's uh, see what's going on in your life. Visit us online at mmdcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at nlcast. That is the thing. Twitter.com/slash nlcast. You can like made my day. Um, podcast on Facebook. Just make sure you put podcast in there because made my day. It's too generic. You can leave a podcast iTunes review uh, at iTunes. You know, not iTunes.com. I mean, like the the piece of software iTunes. And uh, you can sponsor an episode if you would. If you'd help out the show for only five bucks at mmdcast.com, and we'll dedicate that Joker right to you, just like we did to Mr. Fred. Firestein right there at the beginning of the show and we appreciate it it's people like you guys that keep the show going whether you're listening contributing or giving thank you so much and I hope that every day you find that one thing that makes your day peace peace